If you're looking for the perfect gift for a loved one who likes to bake, why not try the Pancake Breakfast Gift Box from Mary Mac Bakehouse? It comes with everything you need for a delicious breakfast, including maple syrup from Paul Family Farms and O'Neill Coffee. You can find the Pancake Breakfast Gift Box and more at MaryMacBakehouse.com. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today, in keeping with our theme of 2022, the year of the cake, we are going to do a king cake recipe. King cake is uh, traditionally eaten two times a year or over a period of time in a year in uh, France and in Louisiana, New Orleans for uh, Mardi Gras or for preparing for Mardi Gras would be a better way to say it. So what is a king cake? A king cake, well, there's two different types of king cake, first of all. There is the old-fashioned traditional king cake is called a gelette de roi, and it is a puff pastry filled with almond cream and a small charm was baked inside. What they would do is, they would have this cake with this little surprise baked inside of it. And around the cake was like a gold foil crown. So whoever got the slice with the little charm baked in there, they got to be king or queen for the day. That cake was traditionally eaten on January 6th, which is Epiphany, which is the day, the holiday that commemorates when the wise man came to visit the child Jesus. So that's, uh, it's also Orthodox Christmas in a lot of countries, uh, January 6th. But that was the day that the original traditional king cake was eaten. And that's the type of cake that was eaten in most of France at that time. Now, they, they used to put a little bean inside of there, a little hard dried bean inside of the cake for the fève, which is the surprise. But like towards the 1800s, um, sometime in the 1800s, they went to little tiny porcelain, a little tiny porcelain thing that would represent the baby Jesus. Okay, so what was in your cake for your surprise was the baby Jesus. You don't want to bite into that little hard item. Um, you have to be careful with it, but still a big, it was a big deal, a big surprise. So this is an old tradition. Okay. In the South of France, they ate a different style of king cake. Their king cake is a lot more like the modern king cakes that are made in New Orleans for um, the celebration of carnival leading up to Mardi Gras. Okay. So the king cake from the South of France was called a brioche de roi. And that is a, if you know what brioche is, it's what every restaurant calls a white bun. That just means white bread to most people, but that's not what brioche is. It's a very rich, rich, rich white bread. So what we would call a sweet dough, it's almost to that level. So when you get a brioche bun for a sandwich, in the United States, it might be uh, an extra poofy, big white bun, but it's just white bread. Okay. So think about a sweet dough, a bread that's got a lot of butter and a lot of egg in it. And it's filled with candied fruits, almost like the, uh, almost like a panettone, almost like a panettone, but 
this cake is rolled up like a cinnamon roll, okay? And it's formed into a ring that represents a crown because it's a king cake, right? Very You always wondered why king cakes were shaped in a ring. That's why. And they did the same thing with this particular cake. They would put a little trinket inside of there for a lucky person to find, and they would get to wear the crown for that day, be the king or queen for that day. These cakes were decorated with a sort of a buttery icing and some beautiful pearl sugar sprinkled on them. And that's where we get the more uh, modern look of the king cake in New Orleans. King cake season begins on January 6th, pretty much, and runs the whole way through the carnival season. And it ends, or should end, on Mardi Gras, which is the day before Ash Wednesday. So Mardi Gras, that means Fat Tuesday. And Fat Tuesday, you're supposed to eat every doggone thing in your house before Wednesday when you begin your fast for Lent. Everything you can't eat during Lent. Right. Everything you can't eat during Lent. So this whole season from, uh, I, which I, this is my take on this, is the season of carnival is a season of debauchery for foods. <laughs> So you're just eating all kinds of like the um you have the punch keys, you know the big fluffy Polish donuts with cream and all sorts of fruit fillings in them that you only get this time of the year and that was a tradition that uh they used to use up all the sugar in the house, <laughs> sugar and fats in the house that you weren't going to be eating, you know. So you had those, you have all kinds of fantastic pastries from Eastern Europe that are eaten during this time period and you have the king cake. So king cakes are super popular. There are a lot of bakeries in New Orleans that ship them. The type of cake that we're doing today, the type of king cake that we're doing today is called a bananas foster king cake. So I saw this online from Brennan's bakery in New Orleans will ship or would ship before now they can't because they have too many orders, but they would ship you a banana Foster's king cake for $28 plus shipping. Believe me, once you hear this recipe, $28 is a bargain. Yeah, I'm telling that, you. <laughs> you should charge way more for the amount of work that goes into this cake. I know. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. This cake has a lot of ingredients in it. I was looking at, I couldn't find a recipe for this, okay, for the banana Foster's king cake. I found a similar recipe it, it isn't exactly like the one Brennan's has pictured, but it's kind of similar. So I looked at that and I got some ideas from pictures of the Brennan's cake. So I kind of whipped up my own version of the Bananas Foster King cake. This cake has a lot of alcohol in it. Yes, it does. There's a, there's a good bit in there. It, it's a lot of work. There's things you can do ahead of time on it. But if you really want to try and make a king cake, this is a very good sweet dough recipe. The filling is a very good filling recipe. There's a banana cream filling that goes into it that standalone recipe on its own. It's a banana pastry cream that I found. It is delicious. It's very delicious. And I would highly recommend trying that just on its own, either for cream puffs or to eat as a banana pudding. It's, it's very good. There's an icing that goes on top that's very good also. So this has a lot of steps and a lot of ingredients, and I realize this is going to be a very 
long recipe that will encourage you to use your $28 and order one from Brennan's in New Orleans uh, for next year. Order early because they are sold out to online orders at this time. They've been sold out for like two weeks to online orders. (laughs) I'm not surprised. It's real close to Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people order months in advance, if not a full year. I guess they start them early. Like sometimes in December, they'll start them. Yeah. You know, but it's I thought that was so funny. (laughs) It's like, holy cow. After I made the cake, I mean, after I after I really got the whole cake assembled and everything, I'm like. $28. $28. What a bargain. Yeah, that's so that's <laughs> that's what this whole podcast is about. It's a big commercial for why you should buy a cake from Brennan's Bakery. <laughs> so what you can do with this recipe, if you want to make just the regular king cake without the banana part, if you leave out all the banana, any banana reference in this recipe, you will have a regular old king cake. And that's leaves out a lot of time consuming steps. So I I can honestly say that's not a bad idea. Now, uh, before we get started, this is a very long recipe. So I just want to tell people, we send out recipes in our newsletter. Uh, Every two weeks, we send out a recipe. This will be in our recipe tomorrow on Wednesday, and I'll post it on the website. So if you go to merrymacbakehouse.com, the newsletter page, it'll be up there the day after the podcast goes out so you don't have to like listen and rewind and listen and rewind because there's a lot of steps in this there's going to be a lot of steps and also if you want to uh clean out your pantry for lent you'd still have next weekend to make this cake so (laughs) (laughs) now like i said the 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 uh fev or the charm that goes inside of a king cake they, it started off with a bean. It went to a little porcelain thing. It is now a little plastic baby. Okay. Baby Jesus in this you cake. You baby Jesus right in the cake. Now, I did not bake the little plastic baby in the cake. So what I did read, um, a few people that had recipes up for king cakes, they, sh- they stick the baby in after. Like, they'll poke a little hole and shove the baby in there after. So you can do that. But you do need to warn your guests that there's a little chunk of plastic in there that resembles a tiny baby, <laughs> and um, they should be careful and watch for it. And I, I have to tell this little story, which will make the podcast even longer. Years ago, years ago, we were in a craft store, and my daughter, who was probably about 10 at the time. Not me, another one another of Another daughter, a different daughter. Katie. It was Katie. You're going to name drop her like that? <laughs> But she saw this little bag of these little plastic babies and just thought that was the funniest thing ever. So she had to have this. And I'm like, what are you going to do with them? I don't know. So she bought this bag of these little plastic babies and used them to harass another one of our children with these little plastic babies by um, hiding hiding them them everywhere. everywhere. And then that child would find one and freak out. And one of them, the baby that I have today, I'm talking, this was like... 15 years ago, okay, all of the children have moved out of my house. So I'm cleaning a room and I happen to look up at the light and there's this funny dark shadow in the light shade. And I went, oh my gosh, it's one of those babies. (laughs) And it was. So I took the light down and cleaned it and removed the little baby and washed it and then took a picture of it and sent it to the child that had been harassed by this baby (laughs) and said, look what I found. And they're like, shut up. Also, I I just want to add an addendum to this story. 
the room in question was my bedroom for several years, okay? Anytime I changed the light bulbs or took down the cover to, like, get ladybugs out or anything, I left that baby there. <laughs> it was there the whole time. I was aware it was there, but it was hilarious to me because anytime you know, someone else would come into the room, they'd be like, wow. <laughs> So yeah, that we we all knew it was there. Oh. And it was just hilarious. I can't believe you just now found it. I I forgot about it. I think I knew it was there and I forgot about it. But I just thought that was so funny. I looked up and there it was, the little outline of a little plastic baby. Oh my goodness. Well, here we go with the bananas foster king cake. So first, this is the sweet dough recipe. And like I said, if you were ever looking for a really good sweet dough recipe for making uh, pastries with or anything, oh, this is it. This is a really good sweet dough recipe. Okay, I mixed this up in my stand mixer. You can use your stand mixer. You can use a regular mixer that has dough hooks, or you can do this by hand also. Okay, it would be very easy to do in any sort of a situation like that. So this is like a one batch sweet dough recipe, so it makes probably about one and a half to two pounds of dough. So you would get one king cake out of this. All right, here we go with the sweet dough recipe. We need a half cup of softened butter. That's one stick, a half cup of sugar, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of vanilla, two eggs, one cup of warm milk, two cups of flour, two teaspoons of yeast, a fourth teaspoon of nutmeg, and then two and a half additional cups of flour for kneading. So here's how we start. We cream the softened butter and sugar together until they're well blended. And then we're going to add a teaspoon of salt, beat that in, a teaspoon of vanilla, beat that in. You're going to add the eggs one at a time, mixing well after each addition, and scrape the bowl down pretty often to make sure everything's mixing. Okay, now you want to have your one cup of warm milk ready, and then you're going to take your two cups of flour, two teaspoons of yeast, and a fourth teaspoon of nutmeg, and blend those together with a whisk, and then add those to your beaten mixture alternately. So add a little bit of milk, a little bit of flour, a little bit of milk, a little bit of flour until you get everything added in there. And then mix that up really well for about a minute. If you're using a mixer, you can change to your dough hooks right now. If you're going by hand, the stirring is going to get rough here. <laughs> so now what you want to do is take that two and a half cups of flour and put it in a bowl and whisk it around with a whisk to lighten it. And then add flour a half a cup at a time to your dough mixture. So add half a cup and mix it or stir it. Uh, scrape the bowl and make sure the flour is incorporated. Add the next half cup and keep doing that until it's all incorporated. It'll be a nice dough that's like sticky, but it's smooth. It doesn't, it shouldn't stick too much to your hands, but just lightly cling to your hands. and It'll be nice and smooth. So you can knead it a couple times by hand and get a feel for it. That's why I prefer to do things by hand because I can really get the feel for the dough then. But you want this dough to be a little bit on the lighter side. So you don't want to have it over kneaded or too much flour in it. So this is, this is just about right. So what you want to do is once you get your dough done, 
put it in a very lightly oiled bowl and let it rise for about an hour to an hour and a half. Do you cover it with uh, cling wrap or anything? Yeah, cover it with plastic wrap. And I actually warmed my oven up a little bit and put it in there because it was so cold in here. I thought it'll never rise. And it actually, it rose very nicely for a sweet dough because, you know, sweet doughs usually, it takes them, you can paint your house and your dough's still rising. So almost like a proving drawer then. Yeah. Yeah. Just warm it up a little bit, you know, maybe like uh, 70, 80 degrees. Just turn it on for a little bit and turn it off and, and uh, put your dough in there. You don't want to heat it up. Just warm it up. So while your dough is rising, you're going to make your filling the brown sugar and butter part of your filling. So this is, if you think about a cinnamon roll, this is going to be very much like making a cinnamon roll, a, a, you know, making cinnamon rolls. In a nonstick skillet, you're going to mix three-fourths cup of brown sugar, a fourth cup of butter, one tablespoon of cinnamon, two tablespoons of dark rum, and one teaspoon of banana flavoring or banana liqueur. And you're going to mix those in your skillet until the butter is melted and everything is well blended. You don't want to bring it to a boil because you're not trying to make a syrup here or anything. But you just want it to be warmed and have that sugar dissolved in the butter pretty good. Once you get that done, you can set that aside and cover that, put the lid on that pan or whatever and just let it, it needs to cool off and and be ready to fill the bread. Now, for the banana part of the filling, which is what I should have started with, you'll want to do this the day before, <laughs> the evening before, whatever. And it's not that difficult, but it takes a little while to set up. Now, you could make this also while your dough is rising. You could do that, and it should cool because it's going to be sitting for an hour and a half, so if you wanted to do that, you could probably get that done. And you don't use a ton of it, so when you make it, you could actually take out about what you're going to use and then put the rest in the refrigerator. So what you're going to do for, this is banana pastry cream. And this makes about, probably about four cups of pastry cream. You don't need four cups of pastry cream, but this is a good amount to make. Just, you know, you could cut this recipe in half, really, but if you don't and you like banana pudding, then you get to eat banana pudding. Yeah, then you That's have what extra. I'm saying. Because that's what my husband's eating, the banana pudding. He likes it. Just get some of those Nilla wafers. For, you don't even need extra. those. You don't even need those. This is so good. You don't need Nilla wafers. I'm telling you, this is good. Use them as a spoon. Well, yeah, you could do that if you wanted to make it like a dip. <laughs> okay, so what Very you need. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, fancy dip. dip. With lots of effort into it. And this is made in a blender. And I'm I'm very sorry. I saw this in a video and it didn't have a person's name attached to it. So I, I, don't, I can't even credit somebody for this. So anyway, you need two ripe bananas. I'm not talking like super ripe. So not like banana bread bananas, no. just regular like a little bit speckly. Yeah, regular little bit speckly bananas. Two ripe bananas peeled and broken into three pieces each. One fourth cup of cornstarch blended with a half a cup of sugar. Blend those together really well. Two cups of milk and four eggs. These are mixed in a blender. You need a blender to do this. If you don't have a blender, a food processor will work. If you don't have a food processor, you're going to be beating this with a whisk, okay? But the blender, this was fantastic. So you put the bananas, the cornstarch and sugar mixture, the two cups of milk, and the four eggs into your blender, 
and turn it on and blend it and blend it and blend it and blend it until it seems to be blended. It, I blended it for probably like, I don't know, two or three minutes in the blender. And this was amazing. If you have a hand mixer instead of a blender, do you think that would work? Or No, no. A food processor would work, but the blender was king on this job. I would say this. If your bananas were ripe enough that you could smash them really good with your beaters, mm-hmm. that it would probably work okay. Because you'd, you'd need a little help smashing up those. Because the beaters won't, won't beat them up enough. But that blender, wow. So then, once you get them all blended, I would say like, it's going to take about four to five minutes altogether by the time you get everything in there and Once you get it all blended, you're going to pour it into a heavy bottom pan and cook that on medium low. You have to whisk it the whole time because it will burn before you know it. And it takes a long time to cook it, like 10 minutes. Just stand there and have something on TV that's interesting and stir it every once in a while. You know, maybe during Jeopardy. You could do that way. (laughs) And it'll get really nice and thick. Mine thickened up beautifully, beautifully. When it gets thickened like the consistency of pudding, you're going to let it cook for one more minute, take it off the heat, and add a fourth cup of butter cut into small pieces, one teaspoon of vanilla, and one teaspoon of banana flavoring or banana liqueur. Stir that in really well. Pour it into a bowl and cover it with plastic wrap and press the plastic wrap down onto the surface of it. And then let that cool. That is banana pastry cream. It's really good. If you like bananas and banana puddings and things like that, this is like, I I seriously think you could put this into an ice cream freezer and freeze it and make delicious ice cream. I'm telling you, it's that good. Very, very good. Okay, that is also going to go inside of our Bananas Foster King Cake. Back to the assembly. You're going to need about two cups of that pastry cream. You're going to need your sweet dough and you're going to need your brown sugar filling. Okay. So this is what I did. I first prepped the pan and I took one of my half sheets, which is like a 10 by 15 baking sheet that has sides on it. Okay. I highly recommend using a big baking sheet with sides. You want to put a piece of parchment paper on it for two reasons. One Your cake is going to blow out. I don't care what you do. It's going to blow out. Everybody said that on the king cake recipes that I saw. Your king cake will blow out. (laughs) Um, So you're going to use that to put your cake on. So get your pan ready. Preheat your oven to 375. And then what you're going to do is take an area like um, your table, a cleaned area on your table or your countertop or wherever you roll out dough. Grease that and then flour it. And what you want to do is make a good surface to roll your dough out on where it's not going to stick. This dough is not super delicate. You can pick it up and move it. I mean, it it didn't tear or rip or anything like that. However, you do not want this to stick to the table, believe me, because that would cause me to just break down and sob on the floor at this point in this recipe. (laughs) So get your dough and press it out with your hands into a big rectangle as though you were making cinnamon rolls, okay? So you would like your rectangle, you want it to be 10 inches high and maybe like 16 to 20 inches long. 
You don't want it to be too thin. You want it to maybe stay like about a quarter of an inch thick as you're rolling. So try to go by thickness more than measurement. You know, you want it to be a nice long rectangle because you're going to make this into a big circle, remember, because we're making a king's crown. Mine came out more like a king's puffy hat, but it was still good. So I'm not going to complain. I mean, some of those crowns are like, they have that puffy <laughs> part in the middle. It That's all true. works out. This was like a Henry VIII crown, I'm going to say, kind of like that. So, <laughs> so once you get it rolled out, you have to leave the top two edges of the dough along the top edge with nothing on them because we want, we want to be able to seal this baby shut at the end. So what you want to do is take the brown sugar filling first and spread that out working from the top down. You want to start two inches from the top and spread it until you're three inches away from the bottom. So you're going to have a thin rectangle of the brown sugar and rum, dark rum, butter filling is going to go there, okay? I used the back of a spoon and I just moved it around, you know, kind of carefully so I didn't tear my dough. Move that all around on there and get it spread around good. Then you want to go, you want to try to get as near to the edge as you can. Leave a little bit of the edge clear, but you want to get it, you know, clear across. Okay. Now, once you get that spread, you're going to put the pastry cream on. And what I did with the pastry cream was I just spooned it on in a pile along the edge of the bottom of the dough. Because then what you're going to do is pick that bottom edge up and roll it up over the, past the uh, pastry cream and kind of seal it in there before it knows what's hitting it. So you don't want to put the pastry cream like spread it out like you did the cinnamon no. you just want it on the bottom edge yeah just on the bottom edge because it's where it's going to end up is right in the middle of the king cake hopefully so then what you do is you pick up that bottom edge and go right over the top of the pastry cream real carefully and try to press the sides in so it isn't squeezing out the sides and flip it up so that it's kind of encased in the dough once you get that pastry cream rolled in there, it'll roll right up. It rolls really easy. Roll it up like you're rolling up a cinnamon roll. And when you get to that last part, you want to take a, a brush or your finger and a little bit of water and just put it right on that dough and then stick your dough down and pinch it together so that the dough is sealed along that seam. And then what I did was I pinched my ends shut just a little bit so that when I brought it together into a ring, it didn't squeeze out all over while I was moving it. Once you get that big log made, you can stretch that out with your hands a little bit. Just take your hands and like run them up the log and kind of stretch it out and then form it into a circle right on your table or your work surface. Form it into a circle and do the same thing with the water again. Wet those little edges and pinch those edges together to get your ring sealed. And then once you get it sealed up, I was able to slide my hands under this amazingly and it didn't rip in half. And very carefully, I lifted it up and set it onto my baking sheet, which I put right next to it just in case. Because <laughs> I was sure disaster was going to happen. I'll have pictures of all this disaster. <laughs> I'll have pictures of all this under the um, when we do the newsletter. And I also have pictures on my Facebook page, so you can go to Mary Mac Bakehouse 
or in the kitchen with Mary Mac and see the pictures of this process, this labor of love. So, so anyway, once you get it all sealed up, you're going to put it on your parchment paper on your baking sheet. Now you need to get an egg, beat a little egg and your little pastry brush. And you're going to brush the whole thing with a beaten egg. Okay. You're not going to let it sit and rise because it really doesn't need to rise too long. Maybe give it like 10 minutes of rest before you put it in the oven. Cause that's what I figured. I beat the egg in the bowl and got it ready to brush. You know why I was getting everything. It, it was probably about 10 more minutes and then, you know, brush it. And then you're going to put that into the oven and bake it for 30 to 40 minutes. Now it'll get nice and golden brown on the outside when you're baking it. And you will be able to tell when it's done because it'll be, it'll be very nicely browned. And hopefully it will not be like mine and have leaked out um, a third of the banana cream. Still good. Still good. That's why I keep saying, buy the Brennan's one. They look beautiful in the pictures. They have whole rows of them sitting out there. Gorgeous. <laughs> now, the last thing you're going to do while this is cooling is you're going to make your icing. Even more rum goes into the icing. Now, in the brown sugar filling, you use dark rum. I happen to have gold rum for some reason, so I use that in my brown sugar. For the icing, you want to use light rum. And I had just happened to had light rum that I made vanilla in. I put vanilla beans in it and I made vanilla rum. And that's what I used for my rum. If you don't have vanilla rum, use regular old white rum for the recipe and vanilla. So here's the icing. Two teaspoons of softened butter, two teaspoons of milk, two teaspoons of light rum, one teaspoon of vanilla, and two cups of powdered sugar. Beat that up. Then you're going to spread that. Well, let me just say this. Whatever you're going to decorate this cake with, have it right there when you're going to put the icing on because you want the decorations to stick in the icing, okay? I happen to have maple crunchies, and I thought, I'm putting maple crunchies on there because I think it'll look cute with those on, so I did. And they're also delicious. But you can use um, sparkly sprinkles, you know, like the kind that look metallic looking ones. You can use those little pearl balls that you can put on. You can use the traditional you decoration. You can on this? Yes. I couldn't think of that word. It took me a long time. I, I only know that word for a very stupid reason. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry comedy podcast of course comedy bang yeah. bang it was yeah. probably on comedy bang bang perfect see how you That's learn the only reason why i know the word <laughs> thank you thank you very much comedy bang bang oh my goodness well tr the traditional decoration for a king cake is green purple and either gold or yellow sanding sugar which it's, uh, I tried to find that. And I have to tell you, I've been planning on doing this for two months and it was sold out two months ago. I'm not surprised. I couldn't find it anywhere. I could find, now I did have purple and I had green, but I could not find the gold and I had, I didn't have quite enough purple. So when I went to order it, there was no purple and there was no gold and there was no yellow. And I'm like, how, how do you run out of, but apparently 
you know, bakery season in New Orleans, they use up all that beautiful icing. So you can do that um, to decorate your crown, or you can do any of the other things, like I said, like the little metally sprinkles or whatever like that. Okay. So you get, what you want to do is put your icing on and immediately get those decorations, like especially sanding sugar, get that on and you just pile it on for a, you know, that's how they do king cakes. You put a lot of the sugar on. This reminds me of like when you're making a craft and you're putting glue on something and then glitter. Exactly. Pile it on there, but you need it while it's wet. Exactly. And then when you're done with this, it's a reasonably, it's a, it's a reasonably impressive, except for mine, you know, sealing shut in the middle and not being a ring anymore. It's a pretty impressive thing. It's and it's, it was still a circle. It's very good. It's, it's a very good dessert. It kind of reminds me of a sort of like a breakfast Danish type of a thing. It's very good. We are going to do the um, old traditional Gillette, Galette type king cake. <laughs> Gillette. Gillette's a different thing. Yeah, that's a razor. <laughs> Never mind. But the Galette, we're gonna, we are going to do one of those uh, at, at some point. I've been wanting to try one of those for a while and I always forget about it. But this is a very good, this, this is fun. I think if you really like to bake and you enjoy spending half of a day <laughs> baking something, actually it wasn't, I, I, that sounds terrible. It really was probably altogether time-wise three hours of, of doing stuff. But a lot of that was, you know, it was rising and everything, you know, but that's some people don't want to do that much. But if you really want to bake something kind of neat like this and do it, and like I said, if you want to just do a plain king cake, leave the banana flavoring out, leave the banana cream out, and you just make that brown sugar filling and use the same sweet dough and roll that up inside of there like a cinnamon roll. And that's the actual traditional king cake. That's all it is. But everybody says their king cakes, you know, your king cake's going to have a blowout, which made me laugh because I was like, okay, good to know, good to know. And it wasn't bad. Like you could trim it off and, and hide it. I was more surprised that mine completely, you know, filled in the center of the, it just turned into like a seat cushion, you know. But still, like I said, still good, still tastes good. That's what's important. Looks, not so important. So next year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to order one in December from Brennan's is what I'm doing. <laughs> That's my plan. But anyway, it's a fun recipe. And like I said, the elements of this, this is a great sweet dough recipe. This is a great banana cream pastry filling recipe. It's so good. I want to try doing some different things with that because I think that would make a great you know, like a classic banana cream pie, it would be very good in. But I think frozen, I like, a, seriously, I think if you put that in an ice cream freezer with some heavy cream, that could be stunning. It could be absolutely stunning. Banana popsicles, we'll whatever. try that in the summer. Yes. Now, as a question of the baby, I did not stick the baby in here because, like I said, I was going to stick it in later and then I thought, eh, I don't really need to stick the baby in there. But... That after um, several of the recipes I looked at for regular old king cakes said, wait till you're done and stick your little plastic baby up inside and then warn your eaters that it's like going to be in there. you decorate it? Yeah. Apparently, okay, I guess in, this is what I've read, but I don't know if this is true. But apparently in the tradition of king cakes, whoever gets the baby Jesus in their slice has hosts the party the next year. So 
that's the thing that I read. But I also did read uh, one of the things was you're supposed to have good luck for the whole year or you are king or queen for the day. So it could be any of those. I'd probably rather have the good luck for the whole year than host the party next year. So, <laughs> so I think that's good. So if you try this, let us know if you try it. If you go to the depths that we did to make a king cake, let us know what you think. And thank you very much for listening to this extremely long podcast <laughs> about the Bananas Foster King Cake. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Merrimack Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Merrimack and Merrimack Podcast, and on our website, MerrimackPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.